0: Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Hope for Today. Thanks for being my guest. I'm John Bates, your host. We're going to have a great time the next few minutes just talking about change, because change is something that happens to you regardless of your age, your vocation in life, your sex, The nation you live in we all experience change so today we're going to talk about change and i want to welcome micah stinnett he's my guest today hi micah hello (laughs) micah is student pastor at freedom in waxahachie but also is involved in evangelism and pastoral ministry at our church as well Uh, so we're going to talk about how his role is morphing and growing and turning into something else and the stressors that come along with change And the joys that come along with change, because I want you to flow with change. So Ecclesiastes 3.1 is the verse we'll be looking at today. It says there's a time for everything, everything, even the things you don't like. There's a time for them. Even the things that feel wrong, the things that are painful, there's a time for those things because it, it balances life out. It says, and a season for every activity under the heavens. So there's no wasted time with God. When you're in Christ, even those weird situations, God does a lot through those things. So here's something that we all went through, unless you're about two years old, you went through the pandemic. And that brought great change to our our society. So we'll start right there, Micah. How Mm -hmm. did going through the pandemic affect and change you? I mean... For
1: me personally, but then also like whenever we first started uh, Sam and I here at the church uh, and we started becoming the youth pastors here, uh, we started right as... And here's into, their picture. So there's, oh, yeah. there's Sam, his <laughs> yeah. wife. Yeah. And uh, as soon as we started at the church, the pandemic hit. And mm-hmm. so we had to learn um, a whole new way of doing church. But then even me personally, um, finding ways to better communicate uh just with people in general because we were isolated, and so uh, yeah, for me it was just trying to communicate
0: better. Right. So how did it affect you personally? Affect me personally? Like the pandemic. The pandemic. You remember the pandemic? Yes, I do remember
1: <laughs> the pandemic. Uh, I, me personally, I mean, it was just a. I mean, I spent a lot more time with my family. Right. Uh, I, I was, yeah, cooped up in the house and. Uh, yeah, I mean that's how it affected me. Yeah, I think
0: probably because when you started, you were how old in the? Uh, the
1: I was uh, twenty three. Right. Twenty three. So you hadn't
0: really time. lived a lot of life, so yeah. you didn't know what life was without. Yeah. One, well, you well, know, and, and your new vocation and stuff. Yeah. So. Well, me and Sam, we were just and uh, newlyweds. En- newly, well, newly engaged. That's right. You weren't and, even married. Yeah, we
1: weren't married yet. Okay,
0: and you were yeah. still living with your family. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So. Uh, Yeah, it brought everybody together, even if you didn't want to be with those people. You were together (laughs) with them. I think because of the fear associated with the lack of understanding of what COVID was and so many people dying, uh, it brought a lot of introspection into our lives. Mm -hmm. made us think of our goals. Mm -hmm. What are we doing with our life? Do we want to keep doing it? Um, A lot of families got closer, and a lot of families fell apart because of that introspection. And some, uh, you know, churches, um, I'm, I do church life, uh, some churches closed, some have not recovered, some have flourished, uh, businesses, a lot of them were shuttered, new ones started. Uh, now people uh, have more fluid schedules, um, hybrid schedules, uh, things are, you know, shifting and changing. Um, so it's, it's really interesting. So since you've been here now for three years, you have grown our, our youth group. You know, if everybody showed up, there'd be about 40 kids, um, everybody who calls, you know, you, their youth pastor. And so I watched your leadership for the last three years, but really the last year and a half, because we were kind of out with the pandemic. And in Micah, I saw responsibility and taking care of things and loving people, uh, really caring and loving for people. So I thought, you know what? Uh, This is all this love and care that's being poured into, uh, at that time, about 25 young people. So what if it was spread out to a bigger amount of people? So really uh, changed your role quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So talk about, there had to be some intimidation, I imagine. What were you feeling when everything started changing around you?
1: yeah, uh I mean, there was a sense of over overwhelmingness uh, of just something new. and with me, uh I'm always a big planner, I, I think ahead. and so just to uh, this was not on my radar. and so right. ju- just the sense of uh this new responsibility that uh, I'm having, uh it was just yeah, a, some overwhelming sense, but um but also at the same time, it was really cool because. Uh, I try to have this perspective uh, just of if somebody sees that in me and if God is giving me more responsibility, um, then I have that perspective just to uh, just kind of roll with it and and to go with it. Right.
0: And so it's been exciting to watch you as you step into our church's fivefold ministry. Step and help out in the pastoring arm of the church, being responsible for people when they're they're sick, different levels of care, and with evangelism, we do a lot of evangelism and a lot of global outreach. So that's a a big responsibility. So all together, you're overseeing an evangelism about eight teams, ten teams. Mm-hmm. How many in pastoral realm? I would say thirteen teams. So you're you're looking at overseeing about. You went from being a youth pastor mm-hmm. to now overseeing that youth group and 21 to 25 teams. So that's a big stretch, isn't it? Yeah. Did you realize it was that big? Uh, I mean, now saying it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I didn't realize it was that big. I didn't but present it that way, did I? No. no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you've done a great job. And the the key, you know, what, what Micah's finding, and which is the key— for you too, when you move into new responsibility, um, it, it shouldn't—you shouldn't be the same person that you were in your other level, your lower level. You're growing, so yeah. as you grow, it usually involves other people with you. So, yeah. if you had all of a sudden taken over twenty-five ministries and you were trying to do it all, that yeah, wouldn't work. I, I, yeah, I it would not it. work. Uh, Not at all. So he's not doing these ministries. He's overseeing the people and their teams. So you'll end up overseeing probably about 150 people Mm -hmm. uh, in these teams once they all get matured, plus the youth group, which will, I predict, will continue to grow uh, because you're broadening who you are. And as you grow, as you change, the things you are responsible for, the things that you are called to do. Um, become easier as you grow into those things. So we can look back, you know, a year from now, um, next year this time, and everything will be going along smoothly. Yeah. all the team leaders in place; they all have their teams, and you'll be like, "Man, this is great!" Yeah. And then I'll say, "Michael, I need you now to also do this." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so, so maybe don't act like it's too easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but 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 you can really—it's really neat to watch you handle. The responsibility and the change. Now we're going to talk a little bit shift about your marriage, mm-hmm. your wife, and something that happened here recently. Uh, my wife took her out to lunch. Her name is Samantha. Uh, really sweet uh, lady. Uh, they're in their uh, mid twenties now. Yeah. I guess we could say mid twenties. Yeah. No children. It's just them. And uh, my wife started asking, her about her goals and visions she really loves the nations which I love the nations uh she's been a part of this church three years plus was an intern before that for Mm -hmm. about a year and that's but y'all didn't meet or both interns here but didn't meet as interns no uh we met at SAGU we dated like three years but yeah we were here together yeah (laughs) so it's uh we all interns at the same time here yeah
1: we were interns at the same time but she did an extra okay that's right
0: okay thank you for informing me and (laughs) reminding me so it was I guess, been in the church four years altogether, Mm -hmm. probably. And we're a church that talks about the impossibilities and how God is the God of possibilities. And he makes the impossible possible. But due to some things that happened to her in her younger life, um, her thoughts and processes with money was a little off Mm -hmm. with how we teach. Because I teach and live by God is able he's Jehovah Jireh he can provide for anything especially as you start going into new phases you have to stop dropping the unbelief but she was able to hold on to that yeah. and that fear and that lack of finance uh in going to the nations we do you know about 10 missions trips a year out of this church to other nations and she hadn't been on one in four years so my wife was just curious like why haven't you gone and so she said well it's finances um and that surprised my wife. But then it didn't when she heard your wife's story of when she was a kid and her family had money mm-hmm. and then it all got yeah, taken, taken away. away. And, well, that was neat. She shared that Sunday morning. You know, I had her come forward, and uh, we just prayed for her that God was going to break this. And uh, I, I don't even know if she knows who gave it, but a man in the church uh, gave $1,500 for her to go on her first missions trip. So, you know, she's changing. And she's breaking off some old beliefs. So well,
1: well and John, I I, don't, I haven't even told you, you this haven't, yet because I don't know yet, what you're going to say. Yeah, uh, there is actually somebody this past uh, Sunday. Whenever we gave the testimony of Sam getting that fifteen hundred, there is somebody that came up to me and was like, "I was sitting in the back, and I don't know what I'm going to give, but I feel like I'm supposed to give into that mission trip that Sam oh, wow. goes on as that's well." Great. And so I was like, "Whoa, that's amazing! Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love that." So you know, with Sam shedding some beliefs about herself. I can't afford to go on these trips. They're too expensive. I I don't have the extra money. As you've begun to morph and grow into leadership, what are some things that you've had to drop off that you thought about yourself? Uh, That I thought about myself? Yeah, what are some things that don't work with what you're doing now that you had to just like, that's not me anymore? Yeah. uh,
1: Before me, uh, I used to be really timid and I would, I would be. My confidence level wasn't the best, and so as um, my leadership and and me expanding started to grow more and more, um, I saw that I couldn't be timid anymore. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't have no confidence anymore myself, and so I had to really, uh, you know, pray. Uh, and and allow God to take that off of my life and allow myself to step into the leader that I know God um, has created me to be. And so how does that feel? It feels good. It, yeah. it, it feels really good because before it felt like I was, I mean, just like you, being weighed down. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that weight just lifted off, um, I felt more free. I felt like I could Uh, talk more I felt like I could um relay to adults because that was another big thing because I used to I would talk to students really well but then talking with adults was a whole different um, level and so um just that getting off of me has really
0: uh felt great how about you became an adult yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's what what I've seen because you (laughs) thought man if I'm gonna be leading adults. I better Yet. be one. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely changed. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, you know, there are, are people adult age who never enter mm-hmm. into adulthood. Yeah. 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 So, um, thank you for entering adulthood. <laughs> yeah. It looks good on you. So there is a time for everything. There's a time to shift and change. Mm-hmm. There's a time to go through, Life changes, and, and you have circumvented this one, Micah, and you've stepped really into adulthood. In our nation, um, they're saying right now, and it's probably in all industrialized nations, that adolescence lasts till the late 20s now. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're into adulthood a yeah. little early. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> 26
1: years old, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so
0: that, that's great. <laughs> um, so back to this scripture, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, what is trying to change in your life? And and I, I look at this usually by what's causing you a problem. What what is what do you keep bumping up against mm-hmm. to saying, "Man, this is still a problem. Why won't this work out?" So let's look back to the New Testament when Jesus uh, stayed on the shore and sent the disciples out on the Sea of Galilee. So they're in this boat, Micah, mm-hmm. and they're going across the Sea of Galilee. It's night, and a storm comes up—a big storm. It's a pretty big lake. It's really mm-hmm. a big lake, but they're out in the middle, and big waves. I was there um, earlier, or I guess the last the, in December of last mm-hmm. year. And the day we went out was kind of choppy, but it was daytime. But it was still choppy, and the boat was kind of rolling. So I was thinking, man, in a a really bad storm, this would not be fun. And it's dark when you can't see the shore. Um, So they were out there, and Jesus sent them. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure they were wondering, didn't he know know, that there was going to be a storm? Why would he do this to us? And then adding insult to injury, he comes walking up. And they're thinking he's a ghost. The only times they're seeing him... Is when the lightning flashes. Mm-hmm. You know they're seeing him, and if he was like me, he'd be making funny faces at him, like, <laughs> yes. you know, like something every time the lightning would flash. So they were freaked out, like, "What's this ghost out here?" Till he got close enough, realized it was Jesus. Then uh, Peter got mm-hmm. out of the boat and walked on the water a little ways till mm-hmm. he sank. But what this whole scenario was about was changing them from one level to another to begin mm-hmm. to see that Jesus was not only going to meet the needs of the people around them, he was going to provide for them. He spoke Mm -hmm. to the seasons of peace be still. Mm -hmm. He was really preparing them for when he was going back to heaven and they would have to do the work of the ministry without him with Mm -hmm. the help of Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But that was the activity of Jesus, and that was a season that they were going through of having to morph into their next level. So you can really identify what's going on in your life, what is the activity of Jesus, by... What is the problem we're facing right now? A lot of times, who do we want to blame it on instead of Jesus?
1: Uh, other
0: people. Other people. Yeah. Ourselves, the yeah. devil, anybody but Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Jesus can't do this. Well, yeah, he will allow things to happen in our lives to get our attention, to bring us into the next level. And I found this, and you found this out about me. Jesus is not necessarily concerned about your comfort level nor was I about yours (laughs) because you were very comfortable with the youth. I was. (laughs) But there was so much more you could be doing. Yeah. And so that's how the Lord is with us. He pulls us into our next. Mm -hmm. So right now, if you're uncomfortable in your state of being, if you're uncomfortable in what life is offering you, ask the Lord, Mm -hmm. how are you promoting me into Mm -hmm. my next level of life? What are you doing? Because I want to get on board with you, and I want to know what this season is so it won't be wasted. You know, because I don't think the disciples wanted to take another trip like that. You know, let, let's get it. And, you know, you, you had an option. You mm-hmm. could have told me, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah. You know, I don't want to do this. My options then would be leave you where you're at mm-hmm. and let you just focus on the youth, mm-hmm. have to get someone else, disciple and train them, knowing me, being frustrated with you at the same time <laughs> that oh, why won't he step up, uh, or saying, I don't know this is going to work for us anymore. You know, maybe maybe you need to go do ministry somewhere else where they can grow you, because obviously I'm not the person to grow you. Mm -hmm. And if you chose not to change, you could go to the next place and do the exact same thing till change is offered to you. They're like, no. And I've unfortunately seen people do that in their life. They refuse to grow. They refuse to change. Mm -hmm. They get very fixed with what they're doing, who they are, how they do things, concrete thinking and nothing ever moves. Yeah. So thank you for moving. Thank you for being malleable and allowing God to take you to the next level. Because now I'm watching you flourish. You know, watching you grow into this Micah that none of us knew and seeing you lead leaders.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's, it's kind of amazing, isn't it? Yeah. As you would say, it's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you say that quite it, a bit. It, <laughs> things are say it, say it like you would yeah. say it about yeah. you. Awesome, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it really is. It is really awesome yeah. what God is doing in you, yeah. and it's awesome what God is trying to do in you. Mm-hmm. So instead of being downcast, forlorn, upset, discouraged, saying, "Man, life is so hard," Jesus, what are you? You're trying to get my attention here. Yeah, what's going on? You know, if you, if you don't have enough money at the end of your paycheck, there are some things you can do. And Jesus is probably saying, "You don't have enough money." You can do something else, get another job. You're spending too much. You're spending more than you make. You're not putting any savings. Maybe you're not tithing. There's all kinds of answers that is, should be getting your attention instead of being mad and sad about not having enough money. That doesn't yeah. do anything, does it? No, it doesn't. It just frustrates you. So I'm going to pray for you right now and ask the Lord to reveal to you what is he trying to do in your life so that you can move with it? So according to Ecclesiastes 3.1, you can realize, mm-hmm. according to the scripture, that there is a time for everything, even what mm-hmm. you're going through, even what you're shifting through right now. And after you move into this next season and you're there for a while, and guess what? There will be another season that will be visited upon you, will give you another chance to grow and uh, morph into the next that God has for you. So mm-hmm. let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for my friends who are watching and listening today. And I thank you, God, that they're growing for your glory. And I'm so thankful for the hope that we have in you mm-hmm. and your word that tells us there's a season and a time for everything. And we want you to speak to us in this season. What are you doing within us? What are you trying to show us? And what are you taking us into? May we all grow together. I thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. That feels good, doesn't it? Thank you for being my guest today. <laughs> thank and you. thank you for being my guest. Thank you for supporting John Bates' ministry and all that I do in the nations and here in the United States. And so uh, I want to tell you a little bit about what I'm doing real quick. Las Vegas Initiative, doing some great works in transforming uh, with the leadership in Las Vegas, transforming that city. It's uh, something the Lord laid on my heart. So really pouring into Las Vegas, pouring into right now Honduras and Cuba and really believing God is doing some great things there. And getting ready next year for Bangladesh to uh, revisit Bangladesh, work with them and Cambodia And uh, Cameroon. So there's gonna be some exciting things that are right around the corner and exciting things coming up. So thank you for partnering with me as I bring Jesus to the nations. We'll have a great week. Again, thank you, Micah. Thank you. God bless.
1: Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook. Instagram and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.